welcome back to Let's Talk Weddings with Your Scottish Wedding. The only wedding podcast dedicated solely to the Scottish wedding industry. We'll be talking to guests from across the Scottish wedding landscape, discussing everything from how grooms can play an active role in their wedding planning and putting together the perfect elopement to looking at the top bridal designers as well as keeping you right on your own wedding checklist. Just what do you need to do when? Today we've got our very first real-life wedding story to share with you. Sarah and Aaron got engaged while they were both living in Australia, so starting to plan a wedding from the other side of the world was no mean feat, even before you added in a pandemic. Luckily, our bride has an event management background and actually loved the entire process. work for a company in Edinburgh and at the time I was kind of looking after the office uh, like office management stuff so I had um, we'd be using this handyman called John and um, yes well he's part of the story isn't he so (laughs) so John so and then at this point Adam was working alongside John just helping him out with his business so one day I, um, I had lots of jobs for them to do. So they came in and that's when I first met Aaron, although I didn't really know that I met Aaron at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of thought he was a 16-year-old little apprentice. <laughs> no, it's, 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 I think I was actually 19. Uh, you're older than that, were you? Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe. 21 or something. But yeah, maybe it was 21. <laughs> <laughs> and he thought, I was like, he thought I was like 30 and I was 20. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's how we met. So we met there, but nothing really happened. It was later down the line, wasn't it? Yeah, so I was the handyman and we came and put up a few shelves and TVs on the wall and tiles tiles and whatnot. So kind of um, handyman. Um, and had you yeah, seen so, her across the room and fallen in love instantly well, well, then? <laughs> well, Sarah was the office manager at that time, wasn't it? So you were, yeah. you were organising what we were to do, what the jobs were. Um, so yeah, everyone was still working and stuff, so it was pretty quiet. So we were tradesmen coming in. Um, <laughs> and then I, I think was, I saw you a few times going in and out to do some jobs, but we never really spoke. Nah. Just kind of do this, do that. Pretty much how it is today. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it was just practice. Nothing's <laughs> yeah. changed. Um, no, but it was like six months after that, I think you popped up on my in- it was Facebook. Facebook Messenger. Yeah. And he asked me if I remember who he was. And I'd been out the night before. And, you know, I was a young 20 year old and I was a bit drunk. And I was a bit like, <laughs> oh, did I see you last? He was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. And he was like, no, I met you at your work. So that's kind of how it started, didn't it? Yeah. Just chatting away thereafter. So how did you pluck up the courage to find her on Facebook after all that time? Uh, Well, luckily, (laughs) it came up on like a friend's suggestion. Oh, nice. I recognised that girl and I thought, you know, this is back in the days where you could add someone and (laughs) feel like it was all right. (laughs) Yeah, I did say that and then just thought I'd send her a message. Um, and she, after a few weeks, she kind of 
realised who I was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and I asked her to go on a date, and we done that was that a few months later. Yeah, September 2012. Yeah, so we went down to, um, what was it called? Bond. Bond number nine. Bond number nine <laughs> down at uh, Bottom of Lee. Uh, yeah, we had a few drinks. Yeah, it was a good night, wasn't it? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're in Australia. No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so, that didn't happen so much, overnight? Oh, gosh. No, so much more happened before then. <laughs> no, we kind of went our separate ways after that. And then it wasn't until the July 2013 that we kind of got together again and mm-hmm. a bit more. Yeah. Well, even grown up a little bit. Yeah. We just needed that time, I think. So <laughs> that's what happened. But we kept in touch and then... And then, yeah, um, come July 2013, it was kind of a bit more serious and that we're both in that space that we kind of wanted to, you know, dare I say it, settle down and just do something. So that was that. And then at that moment in time, I was actually leaving my, I was packing up my flat. So I lived in Leith and I was just going to move back into my dad's for a while, just kind of save up. And at that moment in time, I was going to buy a house and all this kind of stuff. But um, So I had... Sorry, I had um, already been to Australia at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd been for a year of working holiday. So when I came back, I think it was the first thing I said to you was, Yeah, he did. I'm going back to Australia. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well just... done for setting expectations <laughs> yeah, straight yeah. off the bat. Right? I put it on the table straight away. I'm going back to Australia. <laughs> um, yeah, so you're well, kind of saving up and whatnot to mm. the next step in life. And then it was kind of well, a few years later, we were kind of buy a house or take a leap and move to Australia. So I managed to convince her. It wasn't that hard, to be honest. No, it wasn't. (laughs) Would you like to come on an adventure with me to the other side of the world? No, definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, it was never on my radar, but um, I, my mum was born there. Ah. I've always always been entitled to dual nationality. I just never, never went for my Australian passport. So once we started going down that route, it kind of, yeah, I was getting more excited about the, the idea of living there and being there with them. Um, so yeah, we went down that road, didn't we? Yeah. Right after, so we stood. Yeah, we moved into my dad's house and we just started saving for it. Well, we did live together for a while. Yeah. We got our own house yeah. in Pitch Street That's quite quickly. We rented the flat for a year. Yeah, so. a year, and then we yeah we just decided to save up for Australia. So. And did your relationship change from having a relationship in Scotland to in Australia? Was there any changes there? So talk us through that a little bit. Uh, all right, well, I suppose we kind of grew up even more, got closer. Yeah. Um, sort of two of us take on the world a bit. Yeah. Um, went over there not knowing anyone or how to live in Australia. So we kind of just teamed up even more. Yeah, uh, we became a really, really strong unit. Because um, I think, in, you know, we were both, you know, kind of going out a lot in our like early 20s and all this kind of stuff. And it was just, it, we just, although we knew we loved each other over here, um, it just became like a sort of different um, experience when we lived in Australia. And yeah, we teamed up, we became a unit and... um. There was nobody really else to support one another, so we know. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, it just kind of solidified. Yeah, it solidified um, our relationship, I think, really. And it, it, we kind of knew it was going to be make or break. Like, 
you know, Aaron had been there before he knew what it was like, but I I didn't. Um, I originally took a sabbatical for my work, but then decided, actually, let's just go for this, you know, properly and put everything into it. I love my work. I love what I did. I used to travel up and down the UK. You know, I was, I was wanting to buy a house here, but then everything completely changed. So I just went 100% into it. And yeah, our relationship just, just it was amazing, to be honest. Yeah. It just, yeah, it just all, all fell into place. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Was there a moment in your relationship up until this point that you, you knew you were the right person for each other? You knew you were going to get married one day, even if you hadn't talked about it yet? There's definitely going to be two studies to this. <laughs> 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 you go first. <laughs> um, no, I'm so oh, love Sarah. Still love her. Nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I guess like, I always, I always had Australia in my, my mind, and I, I just knew I had to go back there. And um, obviously, we were pretty serious, but then we went to Australia, made us stronger, more connected. Um, I'm not sure if it was an actual day or time but I, I think it just became like that was like the next step for me like I suppose like oh yeah it's like I never woke up and thought I'm going to marry this girl it's like yeah I just knew I just sort of knew it was going to happen mm. um, so yeah nothing in particular I suppose just spending so much time with each other and yeah she told me we were getting married so that was <laughs> <laughs> That's how all good proposals happen. She told me to do it. <laughs> I literally gave her an ultimatum. It was like this. But no, for me, um, I think it was like I seen so much potential in Aaron when we lived in Edinburgh. And it was, again, we were still quite young. We were early 20s. And, you know, when we moved to Australia, I was only 25. So, um, yeah, I just, I kind of knew what I wanted from us like you know and there was lots of just things happening that I wasn't overly happy with and I was on a sort of different level I was a bit more mature dare I say it (laughs) but yeah I just seen so much potential and I knew that we could be really good and I think those little bits and bobs were just getting in the way kind of thing but as soon as we went to Australia I think for me that's when I totally realized that I wanted everything with him Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah it's all worked out really so. Check that cheesy grin. Darren, tell us a bit about that planning stage of of planning to propose to her. No, she told me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we're actually we're back here um, visiting family and stuff, having a holiday. Um, and it was actually raining in Scotland, surprisingly enough. And it was wow. the last year or two before we were flying out. So we spent mm-hmm. the day in Edinburgh having a few drinks. Yeah, just both good. of us. Um, um, I had quite a few drinks. And we were talking about an old drink that Sarah had, or Nana had. I think mm-hmm. it was of your mum's, wasn't it? No, was it just my Nana's, yeah. So for some reason, I guess this was Sarah's way of... You know, bringing up hinting. one of my ways, one of, one of, one of many, many ways of hinting. <laughs> so, By the way, I already have the ring. You don't even <laughs> buy one. Well, it, was, it was pretty much like that. So I wanted to stay in the pub and keep drinking. I wanted to keep Sarah there. So I've done something to make her happy, which is mm-hmm. what I talk about weddings. So, well, we were on our way out and it started raining. So I said, Come on, we'll just nip in the shop and 
she had a look at rings, so she got quite excited. Um, <laughs> she got one realized because he's adding fuel to the fire. You know, it's a different level. I'm ring shopping now. I am. It's going to happen. It's going to be. It's going to be the next couple of months. I'm telling all my girls like, oh, I'm going to get engaged soon. This is happening. Blah blah blah. Ring shopping, and then so this was in December. Then we were back in Sydney in January. Then February went. Then March went. And I was like, oh, goodness, what is happening? It. Yeah, we were still ring shopping, but nothing was happening. But it was it was good to kill you know, a boring Saturday. <laughs> we were going to shops in Sydney. So, you know, again, we had a few drinks and wandered in the shops, uh, which was quite, it was quite interesting, actually. You learned a lot. And, well, different metals, golds, whatnot. So that was fun. Yeah. So we've done that again. And then Numerous a few times. more months went by. Then I gave up. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, oh, it's March 2018. So I, I kind of got an idea of what Sarah likes. Um, so yeah, I went and well, I found one I liked as well. So I went and purchased it, um, kept it hidden in my toolbox at work, which is quite, <laughs> quite risky. Risky, uh, but here. very good place to hide. Yeah, There's not many that would look in the toolbox. Sock drawer, uh, yes. Uh, toolbox, no. The one place that said I wouldn't go in, you know. Um, <laughs> kept it there for a while. All the guys at work seen it, you know. Um, none the wiser. And then we had, I suppose, well, we had planned that Sarah's, one of Sarah's best friends was coming over traveling in, in Sydney. Um, and I had another partner were coming to live with us for a weekend a week. yeah weekend. yeah so kind of thought it's an ideal time that she'd have someone so close to her to celebrate with as well mm. so i well, had to make it that weekend yeah <laughs> I, I became really suspicious like <laughs> so what was the indicators that made you go hmm is it actually happening now <laughs> well, there was lots right so i kind of gave up and i was you know telling a lot of my friends i'm sure hopefully they've deleted the text messages but i was kind of like this is it i've had enough i'm gonna leave <laughs> <laughs> um i just got so wrapped up in the whole engagement thing i don't know why um, i became mental to be honest but um came yes i'm not anymore <laughs> and, and yeah so i just got wrapped up in it all but anyway closer to that time when, when gabby and jamie were with us in australia um he was sort of just dropping little hints, like you know, just a, saying let's just say I'm a little bit of a wind up. Yeah, he's a, he's a little. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, and I remember saying to you, if you're winding me up, like you know, this is it. I can't cope with any more of this. And then when when they came, I think you told Gabby, didn't you? Yeah, I prepared Gabby mm. to sort of. And I was that idea. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it was good. Well, Gabby didn't let it slip. Well, she kind of did. So anyway, you two were like chatting in the bathroom of all places. We all had been a night out and all this kind of stuff. And then they two were chatting in there and I was with Jamie. And I was like, what are you talking about? And Gabby's just going, like squeezing, like she was so excited. I was like, I know what's going on. Honestly, like I'm like a detective. (laughs) The week after, we were, um, it was Easter holidays. So Mm -hmm. we had a long weekend coming up for Sarah and I. And Gabby and Jamie were going camping up the uh, North Coast. So we said, oh, we'll come meet you. And we'll camp for the weekend with you. Camping. Yeah, so we, we went and bought a tent and stuff. Who not. bought the tent? Sarah bought a tent. And I, Sarah's never been camping no, before. I'm not camping. This is the bad tent. Um, so we drove up on the Thursday night or whatnot. 
we got there on the Friday, had a few drinks. Then Saturday, we're having a few drinks. We all got ready to sort of go to the local pub. And Sarah started crying. <laughs> no, no, no. Aww. I need to run up to this, okay? Right. So the run up looks like this. <laughs> so after that weekend that they were, I got the hint from Gabby and uh, Aaron. And then the next day I went into work and I'm sitting there. And I just, that was all I could think about was like, I'm going to get proposed to really, really soon. And I went out and bought a new jumper, new earrings, this, that, and the other, because I knew I was going camping. I got my nails done and I'm not that girl. I don't do nails, but I got my nails done. And then I was sitting there and I sat next to my um, uh, manager, which is the CEO of the company. And I just turned around to her. I was like, I think I'm going to get engaged this weekend. <laughs> 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 so now every, every, everyone in my work I've told them all that I think this is happening so they're all like got this massive expectation then we get there on a the Thursday nothing happens the Friday nothing happens <laughs> and I broke down and cried like you I said mean, like yeah. thought, I'm wrong I'm never wrong that's, and I think that's what got me more <laughs> yeah it was more upset about being wrong than not being engaged to <laughs> yeah. I actually got Huffy with me. I got Huffy. Uh, mm-hmm. And we were just sitting having drinks. It was, you know, by the beach. Uh, it was lovely. And she got Huffy with me. And I'm going, well, what's wrong? And then she goes, an old squeaky voice. She's like, I thought you were going to propose. And then, at this point, I go, This is in front of Jamie, so, Gabby yeah. as well, like in the campsite, sitting on a chair, like hilarious. So, yeah, I was kind of like, oh, well, she, she kind of expects <laughs> it. So I can't do it now. Oh no! <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> so now I can't do it because now she expects it, and um, so I kind of wound you up a bit more than you I said. And you're so convincing. So I'm really sorry. I was just excited to to have a tent and go camping. And she was like, "Oh, but you're excited to do a propose." I was like, "I'm really sorry to disappoint you." And then even G- uh, Jamie and Gabby were in on it as well. Like they were straight faced. Like I was like, "Oh, I've actually genuinely got this wrong." Yeah, Aww. so yeah, that's it. I wasn't speaking kinda, to any of them. She kind of ruined the rest of the evening. Um, <laughs> when we went back from the pub, we, we stopped on the beach and um, we had a bottle of champagne. I said, mm-hmm. This was about 11 oh, o'clock at night. Yeah. It was a nice moonlight sitting on the beach, quite a beach. And I said, Oh, Jamie and I will run and get some camp chairs and a blanket and we'll, we'll sit here on the beach for a while. Um, Meanwhile, I'm talking to Gabby going, I've had enough, this is it, this is it, I've had enough. Yeah. So <laughs> Little did I know. I go back and get a bottle of champagne and whatnot, we hide it under the cover, we bring it back. We've got these uh, tin camping glass uh, cups. So four of us are sitting on the on little camp chairs on the beach. Beautiful. Um, and Gabby says, oh, what will we cheers to? And I said, oh, what about Aaron and Sarah getting engaged? And Sarah was ready to blow off there because I think she was getting way too wound up. <laughs> That's another joke. Then, of course knew it, I was on one knee with a ring in my hand. I couldn't see her because it was, it was so, so dark. dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the was shining in the wrong direction. Um, yeah, and then you were... So funny. So you had to get your iPhone torch yeah. right? <laughs> on the ring and I was it's like... Not that, it's not that small, okay? <laughs> I like this is real, this is real, and then yeah, I just went into like proper shock for ten minutes. And then we had a happy Sarah back. Yeah, so that was brilliant. That was <laughs> even Gabby and Jamie were were thankful that we put a smile back on our face. 
Right. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. It was so nice. And then we followed our family on the beach and stuff. And because obviously they were all awake. Time difference, yeah. Yeah, it was lovely in the end. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take you to get into wedding planning mode? Or did you enjoy the engagement stage for a while? Well, when we got home, she pulled out this big massive folder. She was like, it's done. Oh, like, <laughs> deposits are done. I paid them already. Right? No, like, no, 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 nothing like that. No, I started my first point of call was starting a Pinterest page. To be honest, or I already kind of pre-started it anyway. But um, yeah, I just went on to that, and then obviously it was just yeah, I enjoyed the engagement. To be honest, although quickly that changed because four or five weeks later we found out we were pregnant. So completely. Yeah, so it was a bit... Um, it went on the back burner a little yeah, bit. So yeah. had different priority. Yeah. Um, but it was really good. Just being engaged was good. It was exciting yeah. to say to people, like, we're engaged, you know, yeah, or this is my fiancé. So it was quite good to use those terms for... Yeah, it was. I liked being engaged. Yeah, engaged was good. Yeah, it just took you to that kind of new level, I think. And... And then obviously, yeah, finding out you were pregnant four and ha- or four weeks late, five, five weeks, weeks later. Um, then I mean, it was just it was just such a busy year, right? Like twenty eighteen, <laughs> my favorite years, but it was just insane how it all kind of happened at once. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I kind of obviously stopped planning. <laughs> well, well, I didn't you, even. No, you never stopped planning. You stopped. You started planning different things. Yeah, you know? planning different Bassinet, things. Nappies. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And yeah, it just went on the back burner a little bit in terms of. The wedding planning, um, which we didn't mind. We were kind of happy with yeah, it anyway. We were, we're never going to be like a six months or eighteen month get married type thing. Mm-hmm. But um, just wanted to know where it was yeah. the right direction. Yeah, yeah. You know? It was more like that. Yeah. So you've had the baby. What What was the catalyst for you to go? Okay, now I now we're ready. It's time to get married. I think me being on mat leave and being semi bored, to be honest. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, Why does it work? <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a planner. Like, I love having things in the diary. Event management was my background. So, um, yeah, I just kind of thought, well, um, my dad was coming to Australia in the March 2019. So, Travis was just going to be turning three months. And um, I kind of I wanted to experience something wedding, wedding-y with them coming over mm-hmm. so um i think it was actually starting it was actually my wedding dress that started all up again so we had no plans in terms of dates and stuff like that we had a kind of provisional date put in in our heads but not really told anyone but we went wedding dress shopping when my dad came in the march and it was so nice went to one wedding dress shop and it was the first dress that i tried on so wow. <laughs> it was a lovely experience it was my dad and his partner Fiona and obviously Travis is there and I wasn't there. No, you weren't there. <laughs> and yeah, it was just really nice because they were in Australia and doing this with me. So it kicked all off. And then we had some champagne that night and I started planning. And how so did you always know you wanted to get married in Scotland or did you play with the idea of getting married in mm-hmm. Australia? It's a good question. Maybe did sort of toy with the yeah. idea of getting married in Australia, I think. I mean, the, the settings and places that you can have for a wedding in Australia is amazing. Yeah. Stephen's sure. local park, you know, it's so good. But we obviously wanted family there. And we mm. knew that not a lot of family yeah. would make it. Um, and we have a lot of good friends who we would call family in Australia. Um, where sadly, they didn't all come to Scotland. Well, it wasn't obvious. Um, so yeah, we're kind of 
knew it was going to be Scotland, yeah? Yeah, we knew it was from Scotland. And at that point, when we had told our friends in Australia, literally everyone was coming. Yeah. You know, everyone was trying to come, like, get the holidays off and all this kind of stuff. So the original date was the 25th of July, 2020. Um, and it was so special because that date means so much to us as well. It's just like, it, it was my mum's, well, it is my mum's birthday. My mum passed when I was little. Mm-hmm. So it was nice. It fell on a Saturday. It was a date that Aaron got his visa um, yeah. for Australia the second time approved. Like, it just, so many things have happened on that day. Um, and yeah, I just thought it was like amazing. So we pinned that down. And then, yeah, like everyone in Australia was coming. Like, had some people had booked their flights and accommodation. Um, and everything was so smooth, like it was just too, too good to be too true. Good it was, yeah. and it all crashed and burned. But um, yeah, everything was going so well, and I obviously I was arranging most of everything over here. So, uh, sorry, in Australia. Um, so I had my dad, if you know, go to venues for me and like video time. Sorry, us, us. I proposed, and then. It's all <laughs> so you didn't turn into a groomzilla or anything? No, but I did didn't plan it that in. So I, I, I can use it, I. Probably you said they went to see venues for us. Hey, for you. Oh, for me. But they went to see for us. On I my, did decide. On my beh- I had 50% decision oh. on venues. <laughs> um, okay, so they were seeing it for us. Well and they... <laughs> then film it and stuff like that for me so it was, it was oh yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> lord okay and then let's skip past that but then yeah so everything all the planning was really really good and we got the band so we came back and it was when travis was six months so it was the july or the june 2019 yeah, it was, we came back there to celebrate Aaron's 30th. Okay. So it was really good. So we got like loads of stuff done there as well. We got to see the venue and the original venue, the original venue sorry. Yeah. And got my makeup trial done then, even though it was like a whole year out. And yeah, so we did loads of stuff to, to help um, with the wedding planning yeah. and everything. And we seen, we went out with our friends, um, Liam and Becca, one night to Cold Town House. Cold Town House in the gas mm-hmm. market. And there was this amazing band there. Anyway, we've got them, and it was, yeah, it was just, it all worked well, out. Got, yeah, but you got uh, the name of the band, his, the guy's card. And it was on, what was it on, The Voice? Yeah, it was Ireland. The Voice. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, it was really good. Mm-hmm. We just really liked his style and the music that he played. Which it's was awesome. Brilliant. Yeah. But you got in touch with him, and then yeah. we had him booked in. And so. then September happened, and then it just started, you know, then they said, oh, they couldn't do it anymore, and all this kind of stuff. And then a few months later, then COVID happened in the March. So, yeah, it was just... Um, was that 2019? Yeah. No, 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 March 2020 it happened. But COVID? Yeah. yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. How could you forget? <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> what just happened? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, Sarah, having been an event planner before... Um, did, did you feel like you had a huge advantage in planning the wedding now or were there things that you wish you didn't know? Yeah, well, I feel like it did. So I've never been the person who wanted this massive 
um, crazy expensive wedding. I've never seen, I think with doing events, I can see how much food goes to waste. I see how much, you know, just all that stuff. So I just kind of knew exactly what I was looking for. I wanted for this informal, but still like beautiful type event and this is what our original venue was at the royal college of physicians in edinburgh mm-hmm. they were amazing they were so so great around the whole COVID time as well with us obviously knew that we we're in australia and and all this kind of and we couldn't leave australia like we were we we're stuck i don't know if you remember that but yeah. they locked us in so um yeah it was just really hard and that that was good but yeah from a wedding perspective i just had sort of I suppose insight as to what goes on in the, the events world and how the caterers do things and I knew the caterers I knew the venues and yeah it was just to be honest it's so easy I, then I started to see that and I loved it I was like maybe I'll just start a business doing this because I love it so much <laughs> like, I it. <laughs> and yeah um yeah it was quite easy quite easy and how did you feel about all of this Aaron really easy <laughs> really really easy <laughs> uh, I knew where I had to turn up or I thought I was going to turn up uh, yes I just had to worry about outfits my outfit yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, as much as don't get me wrong I was obviously involved in arranging and well, making decisions or, yeah. or she made me think I was making decisions mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah so yeah I was obviously interested in the music and all yeah. that sort of stuff so yeah, but I, I kind of was focused on my tartan suit. To be yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you looked well. great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good I, choices. I, I was good, yeah. That was so, a, a task in his hand on, on itself, sorry. It's finding yeah, it someone to, to make a tartan suit in, in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, so while you were focused on that piece, I did everything else. But um, no, as yeah, it was, it was nice and easy. And it was quite nice getting in touch with all suppliers again as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and actually it's escaped me the person's name, the caterers that we're using at the moment. But yeah, as I said, it all changed anyway. So we had to, compl- like, we, we didn't have that wedding. We had like a hundred people coming to that wedding. And I know I just said, don't it, I know I said I don't like large weddings and stuff, but we were kind of like in a nice way, but killing two birds with one stone here, like doing a big, mm-hmm. hi, we're back in Scotland for a while. Come see us at our wedding. And then, because we were due to go back to Australia, that like that was the original plan, but then everything changed fast. So, yeah, we were just, it's more like a gathering. <laughs> yeah, a big party. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about this, the, the wedding rescue mis- mission and how life has changed due to COVID. Yeah, so... That obviously that year yeah, it got cancelled, and then we then decided, yeah. okay, well, what will we do? We don't know how long this is going on for. There was speculation that it was going to go on for a couple of years, and all this point at this point, sorry. And also, Sarah and Travis, being Australian citizens, they weren't allowed to leave Australia. I could, mm-hmm. uh, but we had to apply for an had, exemption. You had to apply to leave, and you had to prove that you weren't coming back for the next six months, a year, or yeah. Whatnot. So we had to apply for that and proper decide if we were going to leave or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to we kind of decided, kind of. Yeah, because yeah. a little side note to this, we were still feeling a bit um, sort of homesick and with having a sort of baby, we wanted to go back and let family experience, you know, Travis and stuff like that. Um, so we were kind of in this dilemma anyway, never mind having to cancel the wedding. So, yeah, so we just decided to move back and then the exemptions came through within like 14 hours or something. And I was like, oh, okay, 
Yeah, we are a bit of a man at all. Wow. Was just kind of cries when that came through. Yeah, it was it was such a weird, it's yeah. horrible. Uh huh. Um, yeah, don't make me feel bad now, but. but it's a big life change as well like not only are you going for a wedding you're changing countries it's a culture shock again even though you're used to being in Scotland Australia is so different and to have it come back so quickly if you're Uh, expecting a delay of course uh it's going to hit you a bit going oh god is this the right decision are we doing the right thing now well as soon as we landed not obviously we familiarized ourselves with everything but People didn't want to hug us. They didn't want to come mm. close to us. They had masks on. And at this point in Australia, no one was wearing masks. No, it was just like normal. So we always started wearing masks on the flight over. And then we got out and said our dad was there. We went to, like, you know, hug and stuff. And they was just like, mm. I'll do it. And yeah. then people wouldn't um, come in the flat. Mm. So we were just like sitting in this flat that everything's new to us again, thinking, what's happened? Like, we're stuck in this flat. We can't see anyone. We could have been on the beach right now. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. one of those ones. Like people were telling us how bad it was, but we didn't really know it. Like because we didn't experience that like the same sort of lockdowns and stuff year, right? in Australia at that point because everything was just like normal. So yeah, it was it was a bit of a shock, and I, th- I kind of thought, you know, what would be done? And everyone's like, oh, you can move back at the wrong time. But I was like, you know, it lasted two and a bit years, didn't it? So <laughs> we paralyzed at home for two and a half years and not do anything, not ch- not achieve anything. Um, and still feel like insanely homesick all whilst Travis is growing up at the speed of light we're getting more settled in Sydney and then we'd, we'd never do it so it was one of those ones we just had to bite the bullet so anyway we came back and um, we got settled and then um, obviously it was just finding jobs first was the, the main protocol we had oh, our funds for the wedding anyway we had a motorbike that, that was the priorities the motorbike yeah <laughs> two weeks of landing believe it or not and it was like full-blown winter at this point like of course you need a motorbike but um yeah and then the wedding planning started because obviously all the restrictions I was literally just waiting for the government to give us a green light like then you can have parties again I can't remember exactly when that was it was around like eight I want to say March April then they said you could have like up to 50 people or something and then there was like, oh, the wedding industry is booming again. Everyone's busy getting booked in. I was like, right, so we still had some suppliers. Um, so they had held on for us, basically. But they were obviously getting booked up as well. So this is hair, makeup, photographer, et cetera. And so I just messaged them all. And I was like, right, when can you do? What date in July can you do now since we can have weddings and we have uh, up to 50 people, I think it was. And- oh, so it actually came out that... Two weeks, they were actually going to change the restrictions yeah. two weeks before our wedding. So we were actually planning to have more. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Thinking that at 80, 100, or I'm not sure if there was a restriction. So it wasn't until a few weeks before that we knew how many people could actually come to the wedding. Yeah. And that, that was stressful. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I just wanted to snap by and stuff. It was just 50, horrible. Like, 50 people. Hey, can you just 50, maybe come and maybe not? <laughs> 50 people is not a lot. It's when you start putting your family in there the band, you know, and the other like, photographer, they all count as a person. Wow. It's, oh, it's not like 50 guests, it's yeah. 50 people all together. So yeah. that was pretty stressful. Yeah. And narrowing down who you can and can't have. Like, mm. Yeah, it's just keeping up with the COVID updates. It's like the hardest yeah, part of the way. <laughs> then we found out it was 50 still because yeah. they, had, they had tried that out longer. So we did, we were thinking... 
it was nice. it's gone it's gone too far to to push it off any longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we could have just wanted it done, right? Because we were kinda, we're already in buying house mode. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> we're on the next step. Yeah. after we were like we're married. What's the next step? So yeah, yeah, it was tough. Mm-hmm. So how did you pull it all together there at the end then? Yeah, so it was basically getting a date from the suppliers, as I said, and the 10th of July um, was one that I managed to pin down and luckily got a date. Everyone was free. Yeah, everyone was free. And so that kind of went ahead. And then I think priority thereafter that was finding a venue that if everything just went to pot again, that I would get my money back and they would be understanding because there's a lot of venues out there that were a bit... They were keeping the politics and stuff. Because they were mm-hmm. struggling, of course. Yeah, so, so it was it was quite important for us for that. So yeah, the Scotsman. I mean, I'd, again, I'd done events in there um, when I was events manager, and I knew the setup. I knew it was it was nice. It is what it is. It's not like what we wanted in terms of the style, but equally, um, it it was going to work for us. So. What does that matter when you play each other? Right? Hey. Exactly. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, it was quite easy. They were so flexible, so chill about it all. Um, really easy, and um, it was it was good. So that happened, and then yeah, everything else just came kind of came into place. We got to save the dates out. I did everything paperless, so I used um, I think it was paperless post, and that's how I did it. <laughs> um, yeah, it was good. Good little site, and sent out wedding invites that way. Got everything back. And then it was just the finer details. I'm a bit of a DIYer. I like to do it myself. So um, so the table cards, I've got them sort of made, um, like the little wood, wooden Etsy. things. Yeah, it was off Etsy. I used a lot of Etsy suppliers, to be honest, for mm-hmm. little bits, like small local businesses at that point. Um, and yeah, I mean, there wasn't much to do, if you know what I mean, because I had a booth base, so I picked up what that looks like. The venue was just so amazing. Everything was done pretty much within an hour's meeting with each other. Wow. And that's probably, that's probably yeah, helpful. Yeah. She doesn't sleep on it. It's, no, we need a decision now. It's easy. And um, and then at that point, the hardest part for me was probably the, the band situation because you weren't allowed to dance at this point. Yeah, oh, God, yeah, I forgot about that. that. Mental. Yeah. And... Yeah, so I've, I wanted to find someone that could still provide entertainment, but if but we did get the green light, well. yeah, play the music we wanted and stuff. So I got both a DJ and a singer, and they were fine, they were good. Um, but yeah, I can't think of anything that was too stressful, to be honest. No. Oh, they did run out of tequila at the wedding. That was <laughs> that bit. Yeah. very sorry about that. I actually drank the whole Scotsman dry of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Now, what was your both of your um, favorite moment in the wedding? Hmm. It's Do you hard know to what? Think. It was so busy. The whole day went so fast. Like, yeah, it did go fast. That's probably because I had to finish at half ten. Also, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not for me because I switched. So I switched up. I had this idea, and I kind of thought it'd be nice to see Aaron before we go down the aisle. That's right. So. Um, as soon as we were ready, and of course, I was like 35 minutes early. before early. Yeah, so I was on time. Um, so we got to meet each other on the Scotsman stairs. I don't know if you've been mm-hmm. into the Scotsman, but it was really nice. And it was kind of like my little Titanic moment to myself. Loved it. And uh, I met him there. So we got some like 
for their photos done, just asking the photographer and one of the groomsmen came along to help. Um, but yeah, it was just us. And then we went along the Royal Mile together, getting photos so done. So we were together for a good hour beforehand <clears throat> and then we went down the aisle. And I, I, I don't know, I liked that because then we it had was... time to kind of share, um, mm-hmm. you know, like how we looked and just that moment as well. And then also, we went to the, the craziness of it. Also, we didn't want to leave everyone for a few hours after yeah. we had that once we got married. Uh, we wanted to spend as much time with everyone there while we could. Yeah, as a priority. So, yeah, that's where we met beforehand. And to be honest, it's, it's nice. We still it? had that well feeling, you know, yeah, we're still yeah. amazing yeah. each other and, um, and just spend some time with each other. Yeah. And then we knew like the photos were out of the way kind yeah. of thing and we could just enjoy the day. Yeah. So that was, yeah. That was I loved nice it. And, yeah, I think it's quite a cool little suggestion. It's like, right as well. Also, it's pretty cool walking down. The Royal Mile on a Saturday, sunny, wearing a wedding dress. Well, I wasn't wearing a wedding dress. <laughs> suit and a wedding dress, you know, walking down so busy. Yeah. Royal Mile. I mean, that the looks we were getting. <laughs> I dare say there's a lot of photos of us out there from Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, there would have been lots of people taking photos, yeah, not just right. your photographer. And but you yes, guys that look nice. stunning as well. I've, I've really? absolutely yeah. loved the photos of your wedding. They are so beautiful. Yeah. And you yeah. can really see how much love and affection you guys have for each other in those photos as well. Yeah, it's good. So that's probably my favourite part to be honest, because it was just us. And I always, I always wanted to add that element into it somehow because the ceremony was manic because of our two and a half year olds at the time. And yeah, everything after that was just a blur. Yeah, I don't think I actually ate dinner. No, dinner. you said dinner. You didn't eat dinner. It's dinner. Yeah, I didn't eat dinner. I think I uh, didn't have a bit of cake either. No, I didn't have any so, cake. So busy. Like people <laughs> want to speak to you, you know, come over here, get a photo there. And I think someone ate my dinner. <laughs> so the advice really is true when they say make sure you have time with your new spouse. Yeah. And sure. eat before you get married. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I put McDonald's in there before you. Uh... Oh no! <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Yeah, but to be fair, I, I mean, I drank quite a lot as well, but I didn't feel like I was drunk at all, which was obviously I was caught in the moment and adrenaline. It's a big deal for Aaron, but yeah, <laughs> you were love drunk. We did uh, <laughs> drink a lot of tequila that day. <laughs> Yeah, well, back to your question. I think that was definitely my favourite part. And just seeing everyone in the room together, because also this was like, bear in mind, this was like the first party or gathering that people have been to for so long. So everyone was just sort of buzzing and it was quite a nice atmosphere. It was still really chilled, but um, like a nice atmosphere as well. So, and I enjoyed the speeches actually. Our speeches were quite good. Um, It was was so nice because... um, Two of Aaron's groomsmen were still in Oz, and I still I had a bridesmaid in Oz as well. So they came onto screen. So obviously it was like oh, lovely. Good morning or whatnot. Yeah, it was so um, nice. All, some of them had a uh, their tux on. Uh-huh. Um, we had them up on the big screen. Tanya had her, her uh, bridesmaid dress on. Bless her. Oh um, yeah. So we had a lot of people watching in Australia and other yeah. places as well. And their speeches were so um, good. It was so nice. Good, and, yeah, yeah so it's getting so, involved when they yeah. should not be there. Yeah, and I think that, that, was, that, really nice. that, that was, was a big deal for me as well, is to, to try and involve them as much as we can because, you know, they, they were prepared to fly over here um, to Scotland for the wedding and obviously they couldn't because they couldn't leave, they weren't allowed to leave and all this. So 
and yeah, it was important for us as well. So that was that was lovely, yeah. and I I got quite emotional at that bit as well. What a wonderful way to have people involved, though, that can't be there. So you can have your cake and eat it too, essentially. You can have a small, intimate wedding, but then just get some cameras set up, have a live feed and and be able to engage other people in it. That's beautiful. We had a Zoom link, obviously, for the whole ceremony. ceremony as well. There was 27 people on that. And that was like, I had my friends in Zurich. She was on it as well. I had friends in London, Sydney. So it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. And it was so nice as well because they were also commenting and they got to be part of the experience and, um, you know, just see us see us get married, you know, effectively. So it was, yeah, it was, it was good. I love really that. Good. Really nice. Did you make sure to record it so you've got the video as well? <laughs> I've got it, yeah. I've got it. So. <laughs> Yeah, definitely got she all watched, that. She watches it every night before. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, our ceremony was a bit it was wild. Like, it was a little bit crazy for our son there. I mean, <laughs> it's the con- the controversial, do you bring kids or not? Well, hmm, don't bring our kids. <laughs> um, everyone, everyone else's child was just perfect. But our, our, I mean, he was two and a half, so what do you expect, right? But he was just, he obviously he didn't know what the hell was going on. And... He just knew that something was going on. This is not your everyday stuff. So he was a bit, he was out of sorts, actually, on the run up to, to the wedding. And I was absolute zombie. Um, and yes, like, he's a great sleeper. And the two or three nights on the run up, he had had, like, he was waking up every two hours. Oh, no. Dying and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, you have to be joking me here. Um, <laughs> luckily, Granny was helping out on a couple of nights. But, um, yeah, on the on the wedding like the, the, day day, the night before the wedding, oh. sorry. Adam was staying away. I was in the hotel and Granny was in with me, helping me because we just couldn't get Travis to sleep. So I think I had two hours sleep and, or yeah, maybe two and a half hours sleep the night before the wedding. I was so tired. And then you're just running on adrenaline, you know? <laughs> um, but Travis was on another level because yeah. he was like, Running up and down the aisle, he's skiing do, skiing do from one of the groomsmen, <laughs> and he's running up the aisle with the skiing do, and we were like, as oh, we're, mortifying. As we're saying our vows, as like, we're saying our vows, he was. He and we actually we held, we, you held him through. Yeah, held him the ceremony with his shark water bottle. He's like blue shark water bottle, giving him some water. <laughs> it was just like, what's going on here? Like, but, but, the, but, the, but the best part was uh, what did he say? Um, oh gosh, what was it again? Oh yeah, he just declared to the whole room that he's got a bogey. Everyone did laugh, but Sarah and I were kind of dying inside. I was absolutely dying inside. Yeah, well, you know? <laughs> so I think, to be honest, like it, you know, people said it was authentic. You have to think you get any more authentic than that. But at the same time, it was it's not quite the ceremony that I had hoped for. I feel like. I don't even know if I looked into your eyes. Too. <laughs> it's like, Actually, yeah, I yeah. know, I know. We should have made that leash a little bit tighter. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, the leash on her on the leash on your kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that is a bit wild, but oh, it is what it is. It's, you know? it's fun looking back now. Yeah, yeah it's, it's great. Still got married yeah. in the end, and but yeah, that Very was it. Time. Aaron, what advice would you give to grooms? Well, I mean, just pick the people you want to be there. Uh, I guess be involved as well, because there's nothing worse than thinking after it, 
why did you put that song on or why mm. didn't you put that song on or why are we having this tea? I don't remember getting to this or mm. and have your uh, definitely have dinner and speak <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah nice tequila more dinner yeah I mean it's, 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 it's extremely busy ridiculous and before you know it it's bedtime so mm. yeah you kind of got um, I mean you're spending time speaking to these people that you these people are chess, <laughs> but I mean, these people you see every other day anyway. So, I mean, yeah, it's hard. I'm saying cliche, but enjoy the moment, you know. Yeah. Before you know it, it's, it's over and done. And I mean, it's the only time we're going to do it. Hope. <laughs> <laughs> what do you feel is the easiest way for a groom to get involved in the wedding? Yeah, I'm just listen. <laughs> good advice. Very uh, good advice. <laughs> nah, well, you know, everyone's got an opinion. Uh, I mean, it's not all about the female or no, it's the not, bride. You know, not. I mean, I'm interested in food and music and fashion and all that, so it's it's good to be involved. And yeah, at least this way you can't be annoyed at anything that goes forward. You know. Yeah, I think luckily for us, we're on we're on the same wavelength with all this kind of stuff, like in terms of style and. We're not we're not extra people. We don't need like this crazy bloom display or crazy, you know, out of the, like over the top stuff. We're just not that. We wouldn't spend money on that stuff. It's just not who we are. So I think we're always on the same level in terms of like our budget towards things, what we want to put more effort into, and what we don't, that kind of thing. So it was it was never really a hard decision. I can't really think of anything that, you know, when I came up with an idea or something that you said no to or anything like that but at the same time that's because they're all great ideas not yeah. because <laughs> I'm just, I'm just amazing that's why <laughs> um, yeah, but I think like and this is just like a general thing but a lot of like within my circle it's like the guys aren't involved they don't really care so and that kind of thing and it kind of annoys the brides like the fact mm-hmm. that they're not even bothered so I think it's just having that level of like like you just said listening in and taking that interest even though you might it's it's not a guy's thing in terms of like events or you know the it's, details. It's, it's kind of hard it's... when Sarah was an events planner or whatnot. So, but like, anyway, trust you know, I've got to trust yeah. in her that she's mm. done it as a job. So, and also, I wouldn't do anything that he wouldn't like. Like I knew, he, like she knows, had, she knows but, me. Yeah, I know him. So, yeah, nothing was was out of this world. But yeah, yeah, I enjoyed being involved. You only get to do it once, so definitely get involved. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you guys would have done differently in hindsight? We got married on the beach in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just done it then and there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, if you think about it, it's quite a story in terms of to get married. And it's our story. Yeah, it's like engagement, then had a baby, then got locked in Australia, then had to apply to leave, then that decided just to move back to the UK navigating that whole setting up your life again and you know new work new nursery then planning a wedding at the same time we're planning a wedding we're buying a house so we're putting an offer from a house so we're trying to get stuff ready for that so i don't know space things if you can like we want a challenge yeah, I do like that. <laughs> then, but then once I had all done, like last year was the most boring year of my life. Literally, I have nothing to do. Like, because <laughs> you've already done everything. You've got the house. You've got the kids. You've done the wedding. Needs to spread out. <laughs> right. Yeah, we just spread it out. But it is what it is, and no, it's it's a nice story. It's a nice journey that we've been on, and 
lots of tests along the way and I think that just equally helps understand that we're quite a good team and um yeah been through a lot of challenges yeah so you've come this far it's is it it's coming up to two years of being married right yeah so in those two years what would you say you've learned about being married that would be different from being boyfriend girlfriend fiance so weird I don't really think from being like obviously I've grown up a lot we've been together like 10 years this year and so a big change in us personally mm-hmm. but from being engaged to being married like, I, I think we were just so there already like yeah. you know, and that's why I think it was so easy to get married and have like cold feet or think twice about it or you know what am I doing um, yeah it's felt so natural it's just you know I wasn't you know, I didn't not get any sleep the night before and overthink it because I was just like so comfortable in our choices mm-hmm. we were both sorry there and um, so nothing it doesn't feels like nothing's really changed obviously but now obviously just my wife um but yeah we're still the same people yeah, yeah. we're still yeah, I think that's just, relationship. I think that we I think we spoke about this before and I think that's like really good yeah uh, we think it's a good thing yeah, yeah. it's like we're like oh wow we're, we're married we need to yeah, the, the title's not changed anything at all whatsoever. Um, and if anything, like for me, I, I'll go back to the engagement. I think just being engaged was the sort of, yeah, it was like the, the solidifying us. And that's all I kind of needed, I think, mm. in a way. Um, just because, again, we're in Australia at this point and we just moved there or well, a couple of years into it. I've got where we're going, what we're doing, like, and in Australia, most of like all our friends that we met over there were like in- married already and they're like early twenties. Which was weird. Yeah. Weird for, for us. British, I think for British people it's quite young. That's young, yeah. Uh, and then people would say, Oh, is your wife? And I'm saying, I'm only twenty six, what are you wife? And yeah. they're married for like four years, the guy's twenty one. I'm like, yeah. What? And all the women <laughs> all had husbands and I was like, Ooh. Probably. And then, yeah, so I was like, well, this, this, I need this, I need this, I need this. So I kind of got myself into a bit of a tits, but at the same time, I just wanted that personally for us anyway. So I think you know, I enjoyed being engaged. And I think, I think if we had never even ended up being married, I would still be happy. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. But it was um, good having that the two years. Was it two years we were engaged? Yeah. I think it was quite good. I mean, it wasn't yeah. too long or too short. We actually enjoyed being engaged. Mm-hmm. I feel like if it was we were married six months later, we would have, would have just missed that yeah. period, I suppose. I think now I've realised there's actually no rush for it. It doesn't, the, the engagement part actually meant more for well, us, I think. Um, and I know that's not for everyone, but I, I really enjoyed that part. And um, yeah, there's there's no real rush to get married because it doesn't, or it shouldn't, in my eyes, shouldn't really change much. You yeah. know, it's a piece of paper at the end of the day, it's confirming you know, it's, to be fair, it's more for legal reasons, right? Like, for now, it's not, <laughs> like, literally, isn't it? I'm not getting much better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that one. But, yeah, so, yeah, it's more for that. But, yeah, nothing's really changed for us. And I think, um, yeah, we're just, we're just plodding on. Same old Saz and as.
that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to Let's Talk Weddings with your Scottish wedding. If you'd like to feature on our podcast, please get in touch with sales at yourscottishwedding.co.uk. And don't forget to follow the podcast so you don't miss out on future episodes. Thank you.